Welcome to The Wan Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic show for you guys today. Lots of great topics. Naturally, the big news this week is Facebook has decided with all the stuff that they've got going on right now, all the controversy, you know what the solution is? Change your name. New name. Move to a new city. New name. New name Out for of the Facebook. Country, honestly. That's Just right. That's eat. right. Facebook is now meta. We're going to be talking about that naturally with all of our recent controversy. Uh, we're going to be changing our name as well. So we're going to get you guys to weigh in on that. Let us know what you want to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Linus Media Groupie, Mick Linus Media Group face is one of the front runners right now. <laughs> In other news, Intel Soft launched their Alder Lake CPUs. We're going to be talking about that. I might uh, talk a little bit about my attempt at getting my hands on an engineering sample so that I could publish data about it early. My oh. failed attempt so I can get into some of the, the technical issues that I ran, in around, ran into around that. What else we got this week? The N64 collection on the Switch is um, disappointing. <laughs> is that really news though uh, what what else do we have in here <laughs> a copyright office is lessening the legal risks of drm on repairs well that's that's good that is good that's good i like it let's roll that good intro job, guys artist formerly known as Lionel. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And the show is brought to y'all by Secret Lab, Ridge Wallet, and Pulseway. All right. Why don't we jump right into our first topic of the day? Oh, we didn't even mention what's going to be another one of our major topics this week. Uh, we got to talk about Linux Challenge. We oh. didn't touch on it at all last week. Oh. So obviously we're not going to spoil everything for you guys, but Luke and I were both shooting our parts of part three. I haven't seen uh, what Luke ended up doing, but okay, you know what? We'll get into it later. First, we got to talk about Facebook being in turmoil with whistleblower leaks and a new name. So they've topped headlines this week and actually... Yeah, uh, quite, quite, quite a they've, man. They've been in the news a lot lately. They have, and uh, yeah, I'll get into it in a second. But that's <laughs> <laughs> you know really funny. Is the last the last couple of weeks being in person has made it so much easier to, <laughs> to both not do that. Yeah, to not do that, and it's like we're it's like we're back in our in our houses again, um, dealing with stream delays. Okay, so the Facebook papers. Okay, released by whistleblower Francis Hagen. Uh, Hagen drilled the company's business practices in front of Congress for creating a structure of incentivization on growth while harvesting resources away from important safety programs. Revelations from the documents have intensified concerns about Facebook's influence, particularly on children's and teens' mental health. I mean, man, my mind is blown right now. Facebook is not good for the mental health of kids because my kids, that's the first thing I did. I got them Facebook. Got them on Facebook. I got them on that Facebook. Get them on Twitter. Make get sure they're on, on TikTok, that Facebook. Get I mean, them on Instagram. how else are they going to talk to their boomer relatives? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what Facebook's good for, right? That's mostly what I use it for. That is 100% of what I use it for. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Anyway, revelations. Uh, as Hagen was testifying, Facebook's representatives. 
<laughs> tweeted and emailed talking points rebutting Hagen's testimony. One of their main points, Hagen didn't work on many of the issues, including teenagers and child safety that were covered in the documents that she downloaded. Well then, well then, the <laughs> fact that you didn't work on these documents <laughs> means that you couldn't possibly be qualified in any way to speak about them. You know, yeah, so fine. Cool. In other news, Facebook has decided to rebrand their corporate entity to Meta. Like as in Metaverse. You know what I noticed too? You, you mentioned uh, that the people use Facebook to keep in contact with their elderly relatives, right? Yes. You notice how it's an Infinity logo that's just kind of droopy? Like like a saggy a saggy infinity infinity logo yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I guess that's uh... oh man what is there to really what is there to really say about this in my opinion it's how lame they they focused on like they 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 tried to meme it I don't know if you picked up on this but they a hundred percent tried to meme it their 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 Twitter right now is horrible if you if you go to twitter.com slash meta because it's not Facebook anymore. Um, if you scroll down a little bit, they just like are tagging other random people. Wonder what ordering groceries in the metaverse will look like at HEB. Hmm. Hey, Balenciaga, what's the dress code in the metaverse? They're being like, please, please interact with us. <laughs> we need more people to see this. Please. It's just horrible. It's so bad. They even like retweet, not even retweeted. They made their own tweet about the fact that he had barbecue sauce on his shelf, which was like the most obvious planted BS ever. Like, it's just stupid. No, that wasn't accidentally left there. Get over it. Like, this is the, the worst meme generation ever. I, I actually cringed so hard at this stupid barbecue sauce thing because a few people tweeted out about it. being like, oh, I found it. There was barbecue sauce on the shelf. It's like, no, that was there on purpose, guys. It was horrible. It's terrible. Don't fall for it. Okay. Okay. I Silence actually... brand. Oh, damn it. I was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, no, no. I think I'm actually up on the Zoomer lingo for this. <laughs> Yeah, it's trash. I, I just, oh my goodness. This okay. is terrible. Zuckerberg. Really okay, about the change. Okay, so the new name reflects the company's push to build an avatar-filled virtual world known as the metaverse as it battles its deepening public relations crisis. Zuckerberg stated, together, we can finally put people at the center of our technology. Wait, what? <laughs> together, we can finally put people at the center of our technology. What the hell was Facebook ever before? <laughs> Other, it's a, it was a social, it was social media platform. Advertisements were at the center of that technology. Okay, that's fair. That's 100% <laughs> fair. Okay, and together we can unlock a massively bigger creator economy. Yeah, because people first means that an embodied identity stays with you across apps so that ads can target you Wait, even better. Th th that's advertising first. <laughs> that's still the same thing, Luke. Darn it. We came Rats. full circle. We, we were so close. We did it again. We did. <laughs> now we're going to have to rebrand. <laughs> How about taco? <laughs> we're going to make food now. We're done with this. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so they also announced a new VR headset, 
dubbed Project Cambria. Which I find oddly similar to Cambridge Analytics. A the second I read Cambria, I was like, woof. You yeah, could have thought of a name that was a little further away from one of your current controversies. Yeah, I mean, that's not really a current controversy. I, they've had, Isn't it still going on? They've had so many hot, spicy, sexy new controversies that I think that one barely even registers anymore at this point. Yeah, that's probably That's fair. the thing about the news cycle, right? Is it just... It, we're we're going, boys. We just okay. What's new? What's new? What's the worst thing that happened today? Yeah. Never mind yesterday. Yeah. So. But yeah, new headset. Uh, by the way, Oculus is gone. Not a thing anymore. Uh, so while the new headset is dubbed Project Cambria, Oculus headsets are no longer called Oculus headsets. They're Meta. No, this is brilliant, because now people like you can never be like, um, Oculus has broken every promise they ever made after the Facebook acquisition. Because now, that would be nonsense. You'd be saying, this company... What are you talking about? What company? You broke every promise they made after the acquisition by this other company. They've only existed for three days. What company are you even talking about? That company is not a thing. And that company you're claiming acquired them is also not a thing. So, (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. It's all just meta now. Okay, come on. Oh, so now now what we're going to have to say is that the company formerly known as Oculus broke every promise that was made after the acquisition by the company formerly known as Facebook. <laughs> nice. Oh, Beautiful. man. So discussion question. Okay, this is from Colin who put this topic in the doc for us. Thank you, Colin. The heat is turning up on the social media megacorp. Is more regulation an absolute fact at this point, or will the status quo remain? There's a lot of money behind it. It's a huge amount of money behind it. And money can often dictate what happens. So, I don't know. I think the status quo is going to kind of just keep marching on. Francis Hoggins says breaking up Facebook isn't the answer. Fixing the algorithms is. But Maybe the a little problem, column A, column B. The problem is that algorithms are inherently sort of a trade secret for these companies. You know, as, uh, as a creator on YouTube, which is, uh, you know, owned by Alphabet. Haha, <laughs> see if we're going to, if we're going to, if we're all going to pretend that these companies are a different thing, let, let's use all of their pretend names. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we've got, we've got Meta and we've got Alphabet. Okay. So, so if we're going to, as a, as a creator on YouTube, I kind of see this from both sides. On the one hand, I understand that the, the opacity, opacity, wow, that's a word I don't say out loud a lot, whatever, the, the, the opaqueness. The, the lack of the lack of opacity, uh, the opaqueness of these algorithms creates a lot of distrust among users, among government regulators, among competitors who are also beholden to these platforms. Uh, it creates this incredible power imbalance, uh, even partners, partners like me who are kind of going, OK, well, I sure hope. The algorithm treats me well today. Yeah, and, kind of important. And I can spend a lot of my time trying to understand it, and I can and I can increase the odds of my business being successful by understanding it, how it works, how to make it work to my advantage, um, and and that that creates a lot of stress and a lot of uncertainty, though, because I can I can never absolutely know how it works because and this is sort of the other side of this coin. In order to build 
the most effective possible algorithm in the machine learning AI age, even the developers can't necessarily know exactly how it works. That is just the way that it is. You, the way that it works with machine learning is you basically say, okay, here's the desired outcome. Whether it's I want the highest possible watch time or whether it's because I want the highest possible engagement. And unless you put an importance on other things, it will cleave those things out of the way in order to get as much possible of the desired outcome. Exactly. And sometimes that can end up breaking things. So the developers will go in and they'll, they'll go, they'll tune it. They'll go, oh, okay, we, we swung a little bit far this way. Let's, let's kind of tune it back this way. But the, tr but the bottom line is that even the developers of these algorithms don't 100% know exactly how they work. That's just the nature of the beast. And if we forced them to open up their algorithms and how they work, we could create a situation where a significant investment has been made into this technology that is now effectively just put out there in the open. And I could see a lot of open source advocates, for example, being very in support of that. But the point I'm trying to make is that I, 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 I see it both ways. Um, you know, this, these are, these are, these are non-trivial, these are non-trivial tools to develop. Um, and as a company, I think you expect some kind of return on your investment, right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't have the solution. That's for certain. Yeah. It sure isn't changing your name. Um, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to stop calling Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. Maybe, you know, analysts uh, writing, seeking alpha articles or whatever, you know, where they, they're advising people of, you know, a stock to invest in or whatever. They're going to want to make sure they use the, the, the correct legal name of the company or whatever. But I don't think that your, your mom or your grandma or whatever is going to stop calling the company that owns Facebook, Facebook. Speaking of which, we've mentioned a few times that the audience for Facebook is, is much older than the audience for a lot of other social media platforms. I wonder how they're going to react to the icon on their phone looking different and being called something else randomly. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say they probably won't notice or care for the most part. Because it's just going to be notification-based? Yeah, I think it's just going to be like, I mean, I, I, maybe I'm over, maybe I'm, or maybe I'm underthinking this, but you know, from my point of view, you have enough muscle memory for where an app is installed on your phone or whatever else you just... Uh, and it's not like they're not going to do a really gradual shift in the branding. Like they've changed their they've changed their their logo before. They changed the font of the F or whatever. And I'm pretty sure they've changed the the logo design for things like Facebook Messenger in the past. So I I don't foresee that being a problem. Okay, I think yeah. I think it's just going to be that people will kind of go, oh, for some reason Facebook. Their logo is an M now. Oh, apparently so someone in the chat is saying Facebook isn't getting renamed. No, Meta. the app itself is still going to be Facebook. Okay. But what I'm expecting over time is that they might want to have some of the parent company branding in there. Kind of like how when you open up WhatsApp, it's like WhatsApp by Facebook. So we're probably going to see WhatsApp by, by Meta. So at the very most, we might see some kind of logo or branding redesign. But it's not going to be anything that's going to make it difficult for people to find the app on their phone. I, just I find it interesting because Alphabet... Yeah. <laughs> Did this whole launch announcing their their new company, their name and stuff. Yep. And then after that it was kind of like uh whatever. Like they they didn't really push it on any of their other products or anything, right? It's just like, "Oh, yeah, the parent company is Alphabet." Yeah. Sure. Whatever. 
Um, this one doesn't seem to really be that way. They're renaming Oculus headsets. They're they're pushing the brand name really hard. So how much of this is like? Can I just go tinfoil hat for a little bit here, Anya? Yeah, let's go. Can I go go yeah, a little bit tinfoil hat? It. Okay. So how much of this is this sort of mega rich individual that absolutely has sort of zero connection to how most people are living their lives, sort of deciding that what's probably best for us... Let's put since, barbecue sauce on a shelf. Since we're, since we're never going to rise above the station that we're in in our life anyway, that what we should probably... Uh, aspire to is spending the vast majority of our time in sort of virtual reality, interacting with people virtually because, you know, virtual tourism and virtual skydiving is all that's going to be left for us by the time this, this, this sort of mega ultra rich individual and his ilk have sort of hoovered up all of the wealth that exists in the world and we better get used to it. And, you know, this is sort of this this move to start getting us acclimated. So these, these like weird like I'm <clears throat> this yeah. Does it not feel like these, super villainy? These weird like awkward tweets of him asking like, How are you gonna order groceries in the metaverse? They're like they're like threats. They're not questions. You know? You see what I'm saying? Maybe I'll go to the grocery store. You'll do what we tell you you're gonna do. I don't know. It really we run the metaverse. It really uh. does. It really feels kind of super villainy to me. I mean, he's a he's a super villain, so it makes sense. <sighs> all right. Well, that's all I have to say about that. Why don't we Why don't we chat about the Alder Lake soft launch here? Hey. Intel took the wraps off their 12th generation core lineup, codenamed Alder Lake. They are claiming a 19% increase in IPC over 11th gen. Built on the Intel 7, formerly known as 10 nanometer enhanced superfin process. <laughs> no AVX 512. Turns out people didn't care uh, in, on the mainstream uh, platforms and it took up too much die space. But we are getting PCI Express Gen 5. That's right, Luke. Gen 5. DDR 5. 128 gigs max memory capacity, uh, dedicated B-clock support. I don't know what dedicated B-clock support means, but um, maybe that's just a typo in my in my notes here. One of the biggest things is new power definitions. So I want to I want to be careful about applauding this because it's the kind of thing that should have been done ages ago. <laughs> um, but Intel is finally disclosing multiple power limits for their CPUs. So what was TDP, uh, PL1, is now processor base power, okay? So that's the power the CPU is able to access at any given moment. And what was PL2 is now maximum turbo power, or MTP, defined as the maximum power the CPU can access during boost. And in the past, for especially the last generation, Intel was releasing these CPUs with 100 plus watt TDPs that were regularly sucking back 200 watts or more. So I want to applaud the greater transparency, but you see how quiet the applause is because <laughs> this should have never been a problem in the first still, place. Still technically audible, thanks guys. But and you know, I mean, I not mean, that much. it's not just Intel. Like overall, 
whether we're talking about, you know, Apple with their intentionally vague performance graphs or Intel with the things Intel does, there seems to be this trend towards de-technicalifying uh, consumer-facing information that you publish. Like, it used to be not that long ago that Intel would publish a complete, oops, a complete matrix of all the different uh, core counts and all the different boost clocks that the CPU could reach. And they, they, just, they, just, they just published it. And so you didn't have to guess, oh, if I have like a, 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 a two core, a game that you know, utilizes predominantly two cores, what kind of performance will I see in that? What kind of clock speed will I see in that compared to if I have one that's gonna manage to hit four or one that's limited to just one? They used to just publish it and then they just stopped. And I remember complaining about it at the time. And then I guess I just got sort of slow boiled over here because I sort of forgot about it. And now that they're sort of giving me back an inch, I want a mile. I want all the proper specs back. Tell me everything. <laughs> Stop hiding. Intel's performance testing claims that the new CPUs are at worst equal to and at best up to 30% faster than AMD's Ryzen 5000 series. Speaking However, claims. speaking of Intel, <clears throat> um, Putting, publishing consumer-facing data that is questionable. Intel's testing used Windows 11 Pro and took place before the fixes for Windows 11 scheduler bugs that caused high level 3 cache latency on Ryzen. So how it actually performs is still unknown. Although what we do know is that it consistently beats 11th gen by at least that much. So it, so it should be competitive based on what we know about how 12th gen compares to 11th gen and how 11th gen compares to Ryzen. But obviously, when we do our review, we're going to be laser focused on 12th gen versus Ryzen 5000 because that's what you guys want to know. Now, I don't know why Anthony put this in here, but I'm going to share it with you guys. Here are some facts about Alder Lake. Alder Lake is an artificial lake in Washington state created by the construction of the Alder Dam in 1944. Alders are trees comprising the genus Alnus in the birch family, Batolaceae? Alder is a hardwood that is useful for furniture and other structural use. The catkins can be edible. A catkin is found mainly on male plants and is a cluster of petalless flowers on a stem used for pollination. Alderwood is sometimes used for smoking fish, coffee, and other foods. And alder bark contains an anti-inflammatory and has been used by indigenous peoples to treat poison oak and other rashes for many, many years. Nice. Electric guitars have been made from alder since the 1950s, thanks to the tonal qualities the wood possesses. Ah, yes. Our discussion question <laughs> is, will AMD's Vcash be enough? Or will AMD need to pull off some kind of different magic trick to stay ahead? Oh, man. I don't know. AMD has made some pretty bold claims about the kinds of performance increases that we can expect from Vcash. But really, to me, the main discussion point for all of this is, are we back to Intel and AMD leapfrogging each other on a yearly or every other yearly basis? And is Intel finally going to be making the same kinds of investments that AMD has been making over the last few years to really drive performance forward? rather than just being content to sit back on their laurels. Are you excited? Yeah. No, this is really good. Okay. This is really good. I think this is like stage two of the of the like resurgence of the CPU wars. Because they were they were dead for a long time. And then AMD came out of nowhere and stole the crown. And then Intel just kind of sat around. And now they're both fighting. And that's good. 
How would you respond to the people who inevitably are going to tweet at you upset about how much faster the new generation of CPUs is and how worthless their last generation CPU is when they turn around and try and sell it on the secondhand market? They're lame. I don't care. <laughs> They're lame. What do you mean? Rude. What do you Rude. mean? Rude. Things, Rude. Things should get faster. You, you, you can't just sit there and be salty about your thing not being as fast as the new thing you should want progress right yeah, like, but there's, that... there's a whole generation of pc enthusiasts that thought that when you buy a 3770k you it, get to keep it for 10 years it basically <laughs> it basically holds its value for the better part of a decade i know people now that are playing modern games now on 3770 and 4790k yeah they're fine they like, are they are still fine. And honestly, this new one, even though there's the big jump, your previous one's going to be fine, dude. Like, <laughs> it's just a thing. You're going to be all right. And don't stifle innovation. Controversial take. New, better stuff. Controversial take. Mm. With so much of our gaming performance limited by the GPU, yes. especially as 4K displays have become, I mean, 1440p got affordable first. Nowadays, like 1440p is like you can find that on Craigslist for next to nothing. You want a 1440p display? It's a great resolution. Personal favorite resolution. Me okay, too. if I had to have a personal yep. favorite resolution. Okay, but 4K displays even are quite affordable now. And given how much of our performance bottleneck is actually has actually been shifted to the GPU because we're trying to push so many pixels, do we need faster CPUs for gaming right now? Might as well take them. You gotta take them, dude. Okay. I mean, yeah, obviously it's better than a kick in the teeth, but that's not what I asked. Do we even need them? I think not really for most use cases. I'm sure there's some game out there someone's gonna be able to find a game that, like, is really CPU bound. Sure. Like an esports title that's kind of capped around 250 FPS. We've and got you really want to crank even higher. We've got 360 hertz monitors out there now. You want to, like, really keep your frame times as low as possible, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I, there's going to be use cases out there where, like, sure. yes, it's beneficial. I think the average user is not going to see a huge benefit between, like, this gen and previous gen. But I still wouldn't say that that's a reason to not care about the benefit. We, we, got, we got to crank this hardware. Because, like... I think the people making the games be less scared to to pump more things into it that could hamper performance if the performance of the computers are super cranked. I mean, we all know that the performance of modern generation computers is not really the um it's consoles. the issue. Yeah. It's all about how fast the modern generation of consoles is and But the better are... the tech gets on the desktop side, the next time a new console comes out, there's a higher chance that it's going to be better off. That's true. That's should true. always want for more. That's how <laughs> consumerism works. <laughs> so, Speaking it, of which, there's this really cool banner that comes up here every once in a while. All right, talk about your banner. Yes! Okay, we made this cool new thing. Uh, you've probably, If you've watched the WAN show to the end before, you've seen us do super chats. Um, no more super chats. Yeah, don't send super chats anymore. For yeah. real, though, yeah. please don't send super chats. I know it's been a meme for a while, but now it's like actually a thing. Because we have this thing that's going to show up at some point. Not right now. Don't worry about it. Um, that is a opt-in... Thing that happens when we are live streaming it, it could happen during the WAN show it could happen during a Linus game stream it could happen during something else PC build or whatever if you yep. don't want it on something you're going to have to let us know um, hey yeah <laughs> I'll just I know I'll just have it on all the time Sweet. I think yeah um, 
and and it it as an opt-in if you decide to when you're doing your contact info on the checkout you can have your your purchase show up on the stream and uh along with like that, that you can send hey there we go along with that you can send a message and at the end of the show we'll read the messages just like super chats yeah, I don't know if I can promise that we'll read all of them, just like Super Chats, because there's already there's so many in the show, even before we announce the new feature. But we will, we will, we will, we will try. We, we will try. Yeah. Um, really, the motivation behind this is, to be clear, not to make more money. In fact, our margins on LTT store purchases are actually lower percentage-wise than our margins on Super Chats. The idea is just that if... You are going to spend money in hopes that I might read your message on stream. You might as well at least get something for your trouble if I don't read it. There you go. So this is just a way smarter way for you guys to, way more worth it, yeah. to contribute to the show. Because instead of just giving Google money for no reason that they frankly don't need, you can give you know our t-shirt printer and our warehouse guys over in Richmond there you can you can give them something to do give them give them some money to make you know what i mean keep keep the machine keep the machine rolling here rather than keeping the machine rolling at google where i think they're they're rolling pretty good yeah exactly so uh pierce bielenberg says it's a bad idea no, it's actually a genius idea, and it wouldn't surprise me if we have other creators reaching out to Floatplane being like, I need this. This is the best thing ever very, very shortly. Yeah, and we're going to keep trying to make it better. We've already had some feedback um, about about a few various things. We're going to implement those. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, Mika Misaki says, if you had CAD prices for your local peeps, I would buy merch. We do. We do. The Canadian price is the price on the website times the exchange rate to CAD. <laughs> That's the Canadian price. Hey. Hey. Well, look, the issue is that our costs are in US dollars. So if our prices were in Canadian dollars, we would just be coming in every morning and moving them around based on how the exchange rate floats because we need to keep our margins consistent. So that's why the pricing is all in US dollars. All right, let's jump into our next topic, which I think has to be Linux challenge. Okay, nice, yeah. How was your week? Um, My kids are mad at me. Wait, why? Because I bought them, I actually bought four copies of Minecraft Dungeons. About two weeks before we started the Linux challenge, I, I bought I bought four copies of Minecraft Dungeons, and <laughs> I have refused to play Minecraft Dungeons with them for now the last three weeks because, and this is really funny, the Minecraft launcher on it exists on Linux. There's actually a first party version right. of the Minecraft yeah. launcher yeah. that is Linux native, freaking ready to rock okay you want to play some minecraft play some freaking minecraft play some minecraft on that linux boys okay you want to play minecraft dungeons oh oh oh, oh you oh, yeah can't help you with that you better one. go we better you better head to lutris <laughs> you better head over to lutris and you better find some super out-of-date guides <laughs> that do not work at all and then when you're done with those super out-of-date guides that don't work at all, you better find some really great comments that are all like, hey, yeah, Minecraft Dungeons is on Steam now. 
So hey, you can Proton. just you can just play it through Steam with Proton. Isn't that fantastic? No, it's not fantastic. I already paid for it. I paid for it in the Microsoft freaking stupid launcher. And unfortunately, you can't just port your key over. So there's no way to play it through Steam. I have to play it through the Microsoft launcher and it won't let me install it. And Lutris won't work. <laughs> so my kids are mad at me. They're like, why is your computer still broken? Like, look, okay. Look, this is complicated. It's complicated. Look, look, Junior. It's not broken. It's just not working. Yeah. 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 If that makes if that makes any sense. So that's been that's been a source of frustration oh, in my household over the last few weeks. Um, I mean, my kids were delighted when I did get Minecraft working and I and I and I did get Discord working and they were able to I mean, my daughter was playing on Linux and had no idea. She's officially a card carrying Linux gamer now at, you know, however many years old she is. Nice. And I think that's, that's really cool. So yeah. when I, when I talk about my frustrations, I also want to highlight how amazing and how cool it is that this is a thing at all, because even five years ago, Linux gaming was like, if you want to yeah. basically compile the yeah, game yourself, really it's it, like, come very far. That's one of the really, really big far. things that I've learned in this challenge is that is that gaming on Linux has come extremely far in yes. the last little while. I've had some I've had some wins and I've had some losses over the last little bit. Um, there's been a few games that I I just dove into expecting probably not to work, and they did. There's also been a single yep. game that I dove into completely expecting to work, and it didn't. Um, so. I don't know. That's I was I was blown away by how easy it was to get Anno eighteen hundred going. Anno eighteen hundred was a lot of the UPlay stuff has actually been all right, which you, is really interesting. You to know me. what I want to be careful of though, okay? I just said something that I want to be I want to be I want to tweak a little bit. I was blown away by how easy it is. Now that I have three weeks of daily driving this thing under yeah. my belt, yeah, because it is still everything that is going to be said. Okay, so the part one is already out on Floatplane. Part two is going to be coming out probably next week on Floatplane. Um, part three is going to be probably a week after that. And all of the things that I've already recorded in those previous parts, where I say, "Look, this is not easy," it's all still true. But it's also true that once you orient yourself it and once easier. you have some idea of like, what are the buttons you can push? What are the levers you can pull? The troubleshooting process is worse than Windows, but manageable. Yeah. If you're, if you're pretty techie. Yeah. Definitely worse than troubleshooting on Windows. But a big part of that is just documentation. I think one of the biggest challenges for me in part three was how hard it was to find, because you're asking for so many stars to align. You're asking for someone else to have familiarity with the program that you want to use. You're asking for them to be using the same distro and in some cases, even the same desktop environment. That can make a difference. Yep. And okay, you're asking for them to want to help you. And finally, you're asking for them to have had all of those other stars align recently that's the biggest one for me i found a lot of guides that are from like two years ago and you try to implement it and it's just like wow dependencies are all over the place things yeah. are missing i in a lot of in a lot of cases i've been able to piece those guides together i've been able to see the steps that they took yeah and while i can't 
put my foot in the exact like pattern that they did yeah i can i can go down that same path and and kind of figure it out find the same things and hack something together um but yeah i don't know i i didn't expect the crew to work the crew i oh, really? specifically okay. went to go play the crew yeah because i didn't think it was going to work and it worked and it worked like effortlessly or absolutely effortlessly wow i had right. i had uh you play connect ubisoft connect whatever stupid renames i had that <laughs> working so i was just in the launcher and i was like uh it's just kind of scrolling through yeah. games and i got yeah. the crew for free like years ago for sure yeah so i, was I think just it was like, like uh, an nvidia game or something like that like yeah. a giveaway game or yeah. something yeah so i was like oh sure whatever and i just installed it launched it immediately perfectly worked sound was working everything was working it was great um and, but then grid 2 didn't work grid 2 is a steam game but it's it's something I don't know if it's de novo or what. I think it's games for Windows Live. Okay, yikes. Yeah, it's it's some DRM thing. Sure. I, I don't remember what it was. I think Grid Two has problems like on Windows. <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised. Uh, don't I, quote me on that. Don't please don't quote me on that. I googled it for like a second. It came up that there it was it was a DRM style problem, and I was sure. just like, you know what? Whatever. I don't need to play it right now. Um, what else has been going on? I there's there's one thing that my my girlfriend controlled me with super hard at will. Um, which is I don't have a media center PC. My yeah, computer is sure. really close to the TV, so it's really not required. I have a not even that long HDMI cable that just runs from my computer to the TV. Yeah. And whenever we want to watch something or do whatever that requires my computer, we just switch to that input and everything's fine. I have the TV, TV set to disabled in my display manager yeah. so that my mouse doesn't try to go over there sure. when I'm not using it. Um, even though it's disabled, if she turns the TV on while I'm using the computer, full lockup, full hard lockup. Oh no! For for, I'd say anywhere between one to like three, three and a half seconds. And of course, because this is just how everything works, yeah. it'll always happen at the worst possible time. <laughs> Can I just say that my experience with Linux desktop has not jived with a lot of what people have told me. And with my own experience with Linux on server. Uh, Linux on server is a, a the, the whole, you don't have to restart it. It's crazy stable. Whatever it is that you're talking about, that has not been my experience. In yeah, no particular order, I have experienced um, the system refusing to reset correctly. Yep, I have experienced the display refusing to go to sleep. Yep, I, I have experienced... Um, Failing to wake from sleep. Uh, actually it's wakes from sleep every time for me, okay. but so I've been, I've been pretty Mine's good. 50, 50. I've been pretty good on that so far. And, uh, what was one of the other really, Oh, not being able to force close apps. Um, that one's yeah. That one was very surprising to me that you had that problem. I just, I am just having, uh, and this was a really weird one. Unfortunately, it was one of those things that is impossible for me to have documented because what happened was I rebooted the system and I went to sign in. And it said, your credentials are wrong. And this was quite early on. And I was like, there's no way my credentials are wrong. Uh, this is a password that I have typed in a lot of times because it's, it's, uh, it's just a, a phrase that I've typed a lot of times. There's just, there's no way, but I'll try again. Didn't get it. Try again. Didn't get it. And I was like, did I do that thing again where I typo my password twice when I'm creating it <laughs> in the same way? I've done it before. Yeah. It's, Terrible, terrible. I had to reformat a Windows Server install <laughs> that I, I set up, got everything exactly the way I wanted, and then rebooted, 
and was promptly not able to get back into it. <laughs> anyway, I was like, did I, did, I, did, did I do that again? So I was like, I hunt and pecked it. I was like, nah, 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 nah. And I went to sign. It wouldn't let me sign in. I was like, okay, I must have done that again. So I rebooted it just to see. Typed in my password, logged in. I've never, I've never seen, and I swear to you. So I couldn't record this because A, it involved reboots. And B, I'm not going to record myself using a password yes. that I like use for my computer. That's been a bit of a weird one. That's yeah. just really stupid. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I can't prove it to you. But I swear to you, on my mother's grave, it happened. She's not dead and she probably won't have a grave. She's more into cremation, but that's not the point. The Perfect. point is, yeah. I swear to you, it happened. And to be clear, like, it's not like Windows doesn't have its own bad behavior. I had, oh, an, yeah. I had a problem with my NVIDIA drivers. Ha ha, yeah, they got that in common. I had a problem with my <laughs> NVIDIA drivers for a long time where my display wouldn't go to sleep. I finally solved it. I, it ended up being like a bunch of Googling. I had to go in the command line. I had to f go search for what process prevented the machine from going to sleep last, blah, 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 blah. It was a whole thing. Anyway, managed to figure that out. Um, and even in part one of the Linux challenge, I showed this bizarre thing that my computer was doing where it was like the up arrow was locked on. So I would press the start menu and it wouldn't oh. even let me restart it. It would just go... Yeah, it's like whipping up. Like... Windows, yeah, it has all kinds of problems. The, the Windows search barely works. Windows has had issues with sleep and wake for forever. But, like, yeah, yeah. but before you sanctimoniously declare that Linux is so, so, so much better, um, maybe just kind of, kind of do a little reflection and maybe see if you're just more used to it. Because as a user of both now, Hey. Yeah, they're both bad. <laughs> they both have flaws. <laughs> they they yeah. both definitely have flaws. There's things that could be absolutely way better. Something that didn't make it into, into the video that I shot today. And this would have been the most appropriate spot for it. Maybe I'll put it in part five. That's more of like a summary. Is the way that fonts, fonts and text size is all over the place in my desktop environment. Oh, not mine. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I, I'm not the kind of person who's, all like, oh, the lines on these, this new iconography, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't really care about that kind of stuff. But having fonts just like markedly different from one window to the next is pretty distracting for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's pretty annoying. Yeah. I, though, have not had the same issues that you've had with smoothness. The actual, no. the actual KDE desktop environment, like interacting with things has been great, save for Dolphin. Can I just say, if you're a Dolphin <laughs> developer, you are not going to like no. <laughs> part three. Dolphin is a piece of garbage. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, this is going to be, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I switched over to, I forget what it's called. I think it's the Ubuntu default one. It's called two different things. It's called files, but then it's also called something else. It has like, uh, it has like another another name file manager linux I'll, I'll double check i'll figure out what the name is maybe dolphin just isn't for you mm. <laughs> <laughs> nautilus nautilus oh man yeah not nautilus has been has been at least better from a functionality standpoint but there's all kinds of like little weird stupid things that are not cohesive even when it's working really well so for example i opened up a zipped file or a zipped folder rather excuse me is as, as I think it's a zip would be a file that contains a folder. The point is, I opened up a zip 
All right. And that opened up in whatever my default uh, file decompression application was. And in Windows or in Mac OS, uh, you would be able to take one of those files if all you needed was one of them, and you'd be able to drag it over into your file manager. So Finder or Windows Explorer, or whatever the case may be, you'd be able to drag it over there and it would just extract that file and it would copy it there. Well, no, not not in KDE on Manjaro, at least. Maybe other distributions handle this better, but no, instead you actually need to like a caveman click the extract and find the, the target and, and, and extract it to there that way. You could have just done it through command line, bro. No. If I want, look, <laughs> that's something that comes up a lot. We've done a couple of streams. Uh, Luke and yeah. I together have done a couple of streams just troubleshooting things. Uh, we did one last night, actually, when we were trying to get this, uh, we were yeah. trying to test this feature and also try and get uh, OBS <laughs> updated with a plugin, which was, boy, was that a journey. And also we got Anno 1800 working. Dang. So those were, those were our missions last night that ended up taking a total of about two and a half hours, I think. Um, it, took a, it took a little bit. So we, we've done some to streams. Be fair, to be fair, we, we kind of sat there with you like AFK and Anno just talking to the stream for quite a while. Yeah, that's true. That's the, actual, true. the actual diagnosing portion still... I think it was like an hour long. No, it was more. Okay. Yeah, it was more. Yeah, I don't know. Because we didn't even start streaming at the beginning of that. Right. Yeah, we were at okay. it for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the point is, um, we've done a couple of these streams sort of going through some of the challenges that we've faced live. And there's a lot of comments that come up a lot. And one of the really popular ones is just use the command line. And I can get things done in a command line. You know, I'll create a Windows storage space stupid array thing in PowerShell. Or, you know, I'll, I get, as long as I have kind of some instructions to follow, I'm not, I'm not familiar with a lot of the syntax for Linux, but you got to remember, I've been using computers since the Windows 3.1 days. Like if I, if I have to go in and CD dot dot whatever, I know, I know the syntax for Windows, so I can find my way around a Windows command line, but I don't know the syntax for Linux, so a lot of the time I'll end up fudging my way through it to a far greater extent, but it's not like I'm completely incapable of using it. It's not like I don't understand the power of it. It can be outstanding. But what the people saying that have to understand is that you are completely off base. The average user, like, the average user is not, as soon as they see that, they're going to be like, what was this? I thought this was a computer. And I, I thought this, I thought this was. Like, I thought this was finished. One of the benefits, I think, there's some drawbacks, but one of the benefits of having a bunch of different distros and desktop environments and stuff means that there can there can be like no GUI, no desktop environment, command line only, really like sick like infrastructure server setups that you have, whatever stuff like that with like insane uptime and and whatever else. Um, there can also be GUI experiences that are that are much more advanced for very advanced users that maybe work in the infrastructure space and then when they want to come home they want to be using the same type of operating system. It's very cohesive for them. Flying through the command line is second nature. Yeah. It's it's basically like walking. There's all that kind of stuff. But if we're trying to accomplish this goal that has been touted for quite a while now of like it's it's the year of desktop Linux. Everybody's gonna be using Linux. It's gonna it's we're gonna have massive penetration on the market. Blah 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 blah. You're not going to get the whole world to use command line. It's just not going to happen. No, it's and there are really certain not. tasks like copying a file from one folder to another that, like, uh, 
maybe you're Mr. Fast Fingers and you can get that done real quick in command line, but it's also really, really quick, especially if you know certain shortcuts and, and like middle mouse clicks and stuff like that. To drag and drop. Yeah. Yeah. It's objectively faster. I will 1v1 you. <laughs> I will 1v1 you. I will rust, 1v1 bro. you <laughs> copying some files from one folder to another. Rust. Okay. Like, I just, I get it. It's great for lots of things. But some of the things that it's great for, it doesn't need to be great for. One of my issues with Dolphin is that it doesn't allow you to um, copy files into a folder that requires administrative privileges. And not just you have to open, uh, open Dolphin as administrator. Or you have to go into that folder's permissions and, and edit them. Actually, it does not allow it. And one of the responses on the, I believe it was on the Manjaro forum. You know, I don't want to say the wrong thing. So I'm just not going to say where it was. It was on some forum. But one of the responses from the community was, well, you shouldn't want to do that. <laughs> and I was like, but I do. Because I need to copy, actually, it came up a couple of times already in the first just few weeks of daily driving Linux. Once when I wanted to install a specific version of Java so that I could get the game client for Forged Alliance Forever working. And once when I wanted to uh, copy that OBS plugin into the OBS plugins folder. So it's come up. I do want to do that. Now I need a way to do that. And the answer was, well, you shouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Use the command line. If you're a power user enough, you should be able to use the command line. No. If I'm a power user enough to copy a plugin into a folder, that doesn't mean I need to use the command line. I should just be power user enough to go and tick a box, get administrator privileges, and copy the thing. On, on the other hand, I really like how Mint does it. I just right-click in the folder that I need better permissions on, yep. te- that I need temporarily better permissions on. I just open as root. And then there's yep. this like red banner at the top that is like, you have this folder currently open as root. And I can do that in Nautilus. Yeah. Yeah, one of that's the, sweet. I actually really like that. One of the worst gatekeeping really cool. things that we ran into during one of our community streams was someone critiquing us for trying to get Forged Alliance working. Yeah. Like, well, who even plays that game anyway? Yeah. We do. We do. That's we the do. Point. Why would they choose that random game? Because we play it. We don't choose games based on what runs on the platform. Yeah. That is the definition of ass backwards. You choose games based on games you want to play, and then you go with the platform that supports those games. That is how, if you need evidence, because you don't believe me, that that is how the world works, look no further than Nintendo. (laughs) Does Nintendo make a single piece of hardware that could stand alone as a piece of hardware? No? Okay, then. (laughs) It's almost like people choose platforms based on content. Switch is kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. But it also has like, at this point, what, a six, seven year old, (laughs) like mediocre ARM-based processor in it. Like it's, for the price, I think that if, yeah. Also, I want to add that there is a guide for that game that we play. There is a guide. That says, like, this is how you get it working on Linux. Yeah. So, well. like, when, when we dove into it, we there was some amount of expectation that we would be able to get there, you know? And to be fair, I got really close. I was able to get the launcher open, and there's one bug remaining that there are some 
kind of antiquated, but like I was talking about before, I can probably figure it out steps to, to troubleshoot. I think I might actually be able to get it working. Really? I think it is possible, but it is a journey because that whole guide, which is pretty long, none of it works. <laughs> you, you have to change everything but again it's like it's yeah. it's a bit of an interesting experience but it's not that interesting of an experience when you're getting berated by the community <laughs> um but yeah it was it was uh it's cool i want to get it i want to get it working so my my bottom line on this my take and you can hate me for it is that the linux community needs to stop relying on the command line as a crutch for creating mm. user experiences that are actually usable yeah they can't just say well uh, it, the GUI doesn't need to do this because it can just be done in the command line. Because until that attitude changes, I'm never going to be able to get my brother-in-law using Linux. Again, though, until that attitude changes in the noob-friendly distros. Because I don't think sure. like the Linux community needs to change as a whole. I don't think we need to like noobify the the like elite user experience. Arch is going to be Arch. Yeah, and that's great. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of noob-friendly distros that I think could learn a lot from, and and this is honestly, and this was something I was also gonna sort of discuss in part five, maybe, but well, we'll see. Maybe I'll leave it out. Maybe I'll just talk to you guys about it now. Um, one of the other, one of the other sort of problems that I see is that this kind of UX research that a company like Microsoft or a company like Apple spends significant amounts of time and significant amounts of money on, whatever the end result they end up with might be, uh, they, they at least apparently right. do the research. Yeah. Um, one of the things they, they spend so much time on is having people who are not familiar with the product come in and use it and provide feedback. They, they watch them. They watch them use it. And I mean, that's one of the things that Windows is always sending telemetry data about is how people are interacting with the software. Do they actually use this button? Can they, can they not find it? Things like that, right? And that's something that Linux, I, I don't see outside of a, a mega corporation like Valve coming in and doing this. That's something that I don't see a way for Linux as a community to fix. Because one of the things about the Linux community is it's the Linux community, not the broader internet or computer using or just existing on this planet community. And unless you have money, like actual resources to throw at it, how are you going to coordinate those kinds of, of, of like focus groups, right? Like if I'm, if I'm supposed to be, what's the one that claims to be the most windows like it's not mint, is it? No, uh, mint is quite windows like. Um, but I don't think so. I think there's one that's like basically... Zorin. Yeah. Zorin's the sure. one. Yeah. How often, even if they've done it, how often can Zorin really afford to, get, to round up a bunch of Windows users off Craigslist or whatever, put them in a room in front of a Zorin OS desktop environment and watch them, watch them try to interact with it? It's, it's, not, it's not reasonable for a project that is largely contributed to by people who are donating their time. Yeah. AJ, that is the worst take ever. <laughs> I feel like you get a way better experience with Linux if you start using it without okay, a GUI. Then everything makes way more sense. We started out from the start. We're like, hey, we're gamers. You can't game yes. without a GUI. So, Okay, text adventure games. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, they're okay. Text adventure games are real people and too. You, you can load 
games using a command line. Got him. Uh, also, I think AJ might be coming from an, a like infrastructure developer educational sure. standpoint. And if you are trying to learn Linux, like honestly, if there's someone in the audience that is like wanting to get into an IT career, something like that, and sure. they need to learn the Linux distro and they want to jump into the flames, jumping into the flames without a GUI. Yeah, honestly, that's probably a good idea because you're going to be forced to learn this stuff, you're going to get very used to the syntax, the usability of the command line. These are going to be ways that you're going to have to interact with these servers. And you're going to have to interact with these different environments. Yeah. So, yeah, you might as well jump right into it. I, I, th this is the problem with, like, with, with addressing these types of things because there's such a wide user. If you want Linux desktop, you want average users, you want gamers, you want all that kind of stuff to be using Linux things have to be a little bit more smooth and clean with the GUI. Things need to be a little bit more straightforward, stuff like that, because people are going to want to come home, sit at their computer, which they haven't been at all day because maybe they don't work in IT or whatever else, or I don't know, um, and jump into a game to play with their, their friends. Yeah. They don't want to sit there for an hour troubleshooting some random thing, doing whatever else, learning command line, doing that kind of stuff. They want to play the game. I mean, the social aspect has honestly been the biggest impact that I didn't foresee. I knew that I was going to spend a bunch of time dicking around troubleshooting things. I knew that I was going to spend less time gaming than I otherwise would have. But what I didn't anticipate was that my kids are going to be mad at me. Yeah. And what I think you probably didn't anticipate was how much of your gaming social life revolves around trying the latest open beta yep. or playing that's been something and that's that's not a new thing i have always been super into playing but and like people that knew me when i was 14 know this i i used to apply to be a beta tester for like every single mmo that ever came out i used like i i yeah i um yeah, it's actually really sucked. Um, and if I was better <laughs> at using Linux, if I was more educated, et cetera, I might be able to, This it might be an interesting experience to try to be one of those first people to kind of run into the wall and try to make these things work. But at that point, you're basically like, you better be a kernel a contributor or something. Like That's a new hobby right there. That's a whole new hobby. And if I want that new hobby, that's a very cool new hobby. And someone else out there might want to do this, and that's fantastic. I don't. You want to play video games? Yeah. Yeah. I want to play with my bros. And there's like, there's some stuff, like, I was able to play one day of the Battlefield 2042 beta because that was the one day before I installed Linux. And luckily, it was a terrible beta. So I didn't really miss out on much. Yeah. But like, there was still some but, FOMO there. Yeah, right? but I that's see my thing. friends in Discord. I know they're playing yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't even care that it's a trashy game. Yeah, it doesn't matter because sometimes a game being trash is part of just being part of the yeah. gaming community and people being like, yeah, that game's trash. And you're being like, yeah, I know. I totally saw this like crazy bug where their eyeballs popped out of their, their head. Yeah, and, and you the, just like troll around with your friends. Face like, clip through the wall. It, like, yeah. The medium is almost unimportant, right? So, like, it's, yeah, it's definitely part of it. You jump in Discord while people are playing the game, and you get one of them to Discord stream for you so you can see what's happening. At least Discord works. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. you can watch someone else's Discord totally stream. You're not totally isolated <laughs> from your gamer friends. If, if you try to Discord stream, no one's going to hear the audio because that's not a feature that's on Linux. Hey, got him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I had never tried to... This is part of my script for the next part so i don't want to necessarily go way too into it right but every piece of communication software that i've used and you can probably guess what they are have some form of issue yeah screen sharing 
Oh. Every single one of them. Yep. Okay. Some form of issue. Some of them are really like not a big deal, and a lot of people aren't going to notice it. Right. But some, some form, form of, of issue. issue. Yeah, that's really frustrating. Uh, yeah. Hey, Blinken says, seriously, guys, move on. This has been... This has okay, been... moving on. The package manager in Mint <laughs> yes. is sweet. It's actually really sweet. Like, I, I, I'm really starting to like it a lot. I'm actually I, coming around to Panac as well. Yeah. Microsoft Store is trash. Okay. Microsoft <laughs> Store is better than Panac, but... Well, okay, I shouldn't say <laughs> I don't <know> better. About <laughs> I shouldn't say better because one of the cool things about Panac is that it can search other stores or repositories, um, including ones that are only sort of compatible with my distro. So that's a double-edged sword, right? On the yeah. one hand, it means that I can end up with applications that like only sort of work. But on the other hand, it means that the Manjaro developers don't have to go hand validate every single package. Um, and I was able to get, like for example, that OBS plugin. The package that I used was, I forget if it was Snap or if it was a flat pack. It was not... It was not from the Manjaro official repository. So it was something that I actually had to right. use PAMAC and override. Um, or was it from AUR? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. The point is from something else. It did work. I am now happily functional, which is all that I really asked. Yeah. Someone in chat said, I've spoken to Discord devs about the solutions to the Linux screen sharing issues. It's just that there's very little point fixing it because so few people on Linux um use discord compared to the amount of effort it would take to fix i mean honestly that's the biggest problem forever yeah. because like looking at okay lutris right so oh yeah Ooh. <laughs> anno, anno 1800 okay so luke and i both ended up managing to install this game via different methods yeah. which ended up resulting in us having different versions of the game installed which made it so that we couldn't play multiplayer and you might say, well, how on earth could you possibly manage to do that? Well, okay, here's the thing. You've got um, three different ways to like install it here, okay? You've got all these like comments. You also have get from Steam. Blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing, okay? Only 356 users have added this game to their library. Through Lutris. Through Lutris. And I think it's fair to say that the majority of Linux gamers are using Lutris. I, I don't mean, know that, but I would I would wager that. If you want to yeah. play anything other than Steam, Steam games, games and you don't probably going to and you don't want to box with like wine tricks or something like that, <laughs> which I still can't quite figure out. I haven't in fairness, I haven't painstakingly read through all the documentation or anything like that, but I, I'm still it is not intuitive at all. I'll say that much. Um, so we're talking, there's there's hundreds of us, literally. Literally. There's yeah. hundreds of us. Yeah. And even popular games, like I was blown away. What was that one that was like kind of a major esport that uh, had almost no users? Uh, was Rainbow it? Six. Oh. Siege. Yeah. See, this is, this is one of the problems though. You mentioned we installed it in different ways. Yes. I have had success. I mentioned earlier in the show, I installed the crew directly through Uplay. Yeah. So that wouldn't show up on Lutris. Because mm. the only install that would show up on Lutris for that would be the fact that I installed uh, Ubisoft Connect. But then supposedly the Lutris way was the more correct way, yeah. right? Like when we, we were streaming this last night. For Anno. For Anno. Yeah. I got it working. 
the so I used Lutris to install Ubisoft Connect rather than using Lutris to install Anno and then however the launcher integration works for that. Yeah. Uh, and so I think I had the more multiplayer compatible version, but I think Luke had the more uh, performant version. That's what like, we think was going on because my, my game actually ran pretty smooth. Mine, mine was definitely slower compared yeah. to running it on Windows, like yeah. 100%, 100%. I had to turn things way down and I got it, I got it stable, uh, but it was, it, was, uh, it was sucking back those resources. We so should probably talk about sponsors said, at some point. Can I do that before you do that? Um, sure. The show is brought to you today by Secret Lab. Secret Lab chairs are engineered to keep you incredibly comfortable for long hours at work or play. Their Titan Evo 2022 series chair offers four-way lumbar support, comes with magnetic memory foam head pillow, and is offered in different upholsteries like hybrid leatherette, soft weave fabric, and Nappa leather. With up to a five-year extended warranty and a 49-day return policy, you're covered if anything goes wrong. So head to the link in the description and check out Secret Lab today. Great chairs. Uh, Alex actually grabbed a Secret Lab chair for his uh, Intel Extreme Tech upgrade, and oh, I was nice. quite impressed. There's gaming chairs, you know, like gaming chairs. And then there's chairs that are like cool looking and gaming looking. And I would say Secret Lab falls comfortably in the latter category. The show is also brought to you today by Ridge Wallet. Quit carrying around pointless items. Your Ridge Wallet won't hold them, so you won't be able to carry your old, old hotel room keys or spent gift cards or anything stupid like that. They use two metal plates that are bound by a strong elastic band, so you slip your cards in there. They're held tightly in place, but they're easy to pop out, and they're RFID blocking with a lifetime guarantee. They're available in aluminum, carbon fiber, and titanium, and Ridge Wallet sells far more than just wallets. They've got battery banks, bags, smartphone covers, and more, and if you use offer code WAN, you can save 10% on everything at ridge.com WAN. Finally, the show is brought to you by Pulseway. Pulseway allows you to centrally manage your desktops, servers, network devices, and cloud infrastructure from one place. You'll be the first person to know when a user has an issue or when there's a problem with your IT environment. You've got out-of-the-box commands to take action, such as kill processes, reset user passwords, run PowerShell commands, backup files. You can even take control remotely. They've got powerful auto-remediation, so they can automatically resolve critical IT issues like low disk space, high CPU usage, and even restart your services. Their patching engine will prevent vulnerabilities by checking for updates for both your OS and third-party applications, and you can run those updates on a schedule you define. The best part is you can do all of it from their mobile app or from the desktop. So don't wait. Try it for free today at Pulseway.com or at the link down below. What else we got to do? Okay, right. You were going to talk about that comment. I just I just typed a reply to him. You typed a reply? Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Well, all right. Let's move on then. Yeah. N64 on Switch. Kind of sucks. What? Why is it disappointing? Disappointing. No, I, ch I, I challenge your assertion that it's disappointing. I. It's Nintendo. What were you expecting? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Can't be disappointing. Boom, if you roasted. Expected. Poor performance. Um, yeah, I have not subscribed to this. Wow, so surprising. Crap, um, I just refreshed this page and they're all gone. You have oh, them, right? I've got them. Thank goodness. Why did you do that? I didn't mean to. I was just trying to scroll and it refreshed. Oh. So, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I have not subscribed to this, but I have heard through the power of the internet uh, that it is a suboptimal experience. I have heard that the performance is bad, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, it includes the following N64 games uh, with more coming at a later date. Dr. Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Mario Tennis, Sin and Punishment, Star Fox 64, mm. Super Mario 64, mm. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, mm. Win Back Covert Operations. Uh, was that a popular game? <laughs> and Yoshi's Story. I love how that one's just like randomly yeah. right um, It's maybe, something. Maybe someone's a huge Win Back Covert Operations fan in the chat. Um, the expansion pack comes with the Sega Genesis Classics collection uh, as well, which is $29.99. I mean, the issue isn't the games that it comes with. The bigger issue is that the performance is apparently dog poo. And it's even missing some features, like blur effects are changed or absent in the Switch versions. Uh, they've removed fog in some areas of Ocarina, which is oh, like... Let's have a look. Rut row. Wow, that actually kind of that kind of kills the the, the vibe here. The vibe. Fog was kind of a pretty big deal on N64, actually. Like huh. well, it's how you got away with uh having such crappy draw distance, right? Yeah. But like a lot of the times really talented game developers will use those limitations to inspire creativity. In like boating through the fog is a is an experience, right? Right, yeah, for so they, sure. So they take that limitation of draw distance and they make it into part of the gaming experience, oh which is very goodness. cool. Yeah, and you can see on the Wii Virtual Console, it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's only on the Switch version that it looks it looks older. Like, it looks... Yeah, it looks really bad. ...markedly worse yeah. than on the original and on the Wii Virtual Console. Like, yeah. Wii Virtual Console is going to be the definitive edition of that one, for sure. <laughs> I mean, at least if we never get anything, if we never get anything else. Yeah, yeah. Wow, but what a disappointment. Pretty disappointing, especially when the price hike was like pretty high, actually. Especially when the community has done so much more to preserve Nintendo's history than Nintendo yes. is willing to do for themselves. Yeah, and they want to charge quite a bit for it. Regular Switch Online is 20 bucks annually. Switch Online plus the expansion pack is 50 bucks annually. Like, can we just get on with it and make it so that we can just buy a license for the game and then guilt-free play it on whatever we want? <laughs> like, be sweet. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, if there was any way to port my save game over, I would much rather, like, if I was going to do another playthrough of Breath of the Wild or play the expansion, or, like, because I was kind of thinking about it because Breath of the Wild 2 is coming, I would much rather play through it on my computer at 60 frames per second. Like, yeah. obviously, because the Switch is, it's anemic. This conversation actually reminds me a lot of that that game that people didn't want us to try on Linux, uh, Forge Alliance Forever. I think they do it in a really cool way. To yes. play Forge Alliance Forever, you have to, like, prove that you yep. own a copy of Forge Alliance, which, you know what? Sure, I'll go buy this copy of the game and then i will have the way better experience like the developers behind that are fantastic yeah. i'm constantly stunned by the stuff that those it's almost all community done it's like almost no paid and it's work amazingly well done like yep. they're, they're a very impressive uh like kind of just homebrew community dev team very very cool um but i yeah i would way rather go play that experience and it's really cool that i can do that and i'm happy enough to buy the game and the Forge Alliance devs are happy enough to do that little verification process and make sure that I've bought the game. Yep. And everything's all cool. I'm not trying to pirate this game, but I would rather play the community experience because it's just way better. And yep. they're actually maintaining it 
unlike the original developers, which I believe have been bought yeah, out. Yeah, Gas Power mm-hmm. Games got bought or yeah. something. Yep. So they don't care about it anymore, which is fine. But the community does, which is great. And yep. I would like to play the community version. So, yeah. Some type of purchase verification thing would be would be cool. Yeah, Mr. Marker says, Nintendo should just sell ROMs on a website to use on PC, but that would never happen. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, never say never. I mean, it's it's no secret that Microsoft has wanted to get Nintendo games on the Xbox. Um, I mean, they've, time. I, I, and I, I would have said that's impossible, but I also would have said that it's impossible for Microsoft to get Sony to bring their platform exclusives. And yet here we are, right? Yeah. So the impossible is now possible. Pigs, pigs are up. Black is down. Like I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't know what world is anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in other news, YouTube is demonetizing low-effort made-for-kids channels, apparently. So if your children's content is deemed low-quality, encourages negative behavior or attitudes, oh. or is heavily commercial, you will be demonetized. Uh, this sort of content was already on the way from way to being removed from YouTube Kids, but now it's actually happening on regular YouTube. So anyone not adhering to guidelines could be booted from the partnership program. Other protections for kids are on the way that include defaulting videos for users age 13 to 17 to private, enabling take a break and bedtime reminders, and uh, no longer leveraging interests data from targeting kids and adults or for targeting kids and adults with ads. So discussion question here is how much of the internet should be regulated and how much is the parent's responsibility to keep the kids safe? Ugh. I don't think most parents are qualified to keep their kids safe. And I run into this a lot. And it's not, I'm not saying they're stupid people or they're bad people. I just run into a lot of parents that don't even know what discord is, let alone how to monitor their kids' conversations on it. It takes a rather extreme amount of oversight to, to track what your child is watching online. Um, It really does. And like, it's not exactly a secret these days. Like, yeah, when I was growing up, like my dad was tech savvy, so I couldn't get away with anything. But like most, the parents of my friends had no idea how to check a history on a browser. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. So like that didn't matter. Yep. Um, but there's there's more advanced stuff than that, and it's I mean, every YouTuber on the planet is talking about VPNs these days, and like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So like being able to stay on top of this stuff, yeah, it's tough. That's very tough. It's also YouTube's platform, and they can do whatever they want. Yeah, well, I don't think this is what they want to do. I think they could make more money marketing heavily to kids. And I think that the fact that they've waited so long to do this demonstrates that that is, in fact, what they would prefer to do. (laughs) Fair. Yeah, okay. (laughs) However, um, uh, I mean, I guess better late than never. Oh, teamseas.org. We've apparently dropped from number fifth to number eighth. I actually don't know how to how to check that if you open it and then scroll down a little bit and click on most trash oh okay instead of most recent there we go <laughs> so I, I, I so i'm gonna find out who's the most trash mm-hmm. uh so where are we at oh there we go right there oh, oh of course you know what's the funniest part of, of this number um nice i did not specify that <laughs> And you know who handles the money here, right? Yeah. So somehow Yvonne managed to <laughs> manage to work a 69 joke 
into our uh, into our stupid donation for for Team Z's. Heck so yeah. if you guys didn't see it today, we just did a little video calling out Team C's. Go check it out. Uh, basically, it's all about removing trash from the ocean. So every dollar, um, Mr. Beast's partners have agreed to remove a pound of trash from the ocean. The goal is to remove 30 million pounds by the 1st of January next year. So guys, go go check it out. As far as I know, this is the largest YouTuber collab um, ever. So nice. yeah, yeah. Get uh get 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 on get on that. Knock me off the front page here. I'm into it. Do it. Yeah, why not? Uh what else we got we need to talk about this week? Um Copyright Office. Yeah, you're so enthused about this topic. Tell me more. <laughs> Copyright office lessening the risks of DRM on repair. It's just, it's that it's lessening. That's such a whiff. Tell me why. Just, just, ah, just go further. Be harder on this stuff. I don't know. Like there's, there's so much push right now. We're seeing, we're seeing multiple companies embrace the idea framework and others i'm valve. sorry i just can't remember the names valve yes 100 percent. yeah good call there's that phone yep yep fair phone yep okay got it uh there's there's other stuff i think probably coming out where I mean, microsoft is doing that internal investigation yes. into yes. whether right to repair is important it's a little it is. wacky but at least they're trying yeah um it's we're, we're seeing companies embrace the idea of right to repair which is fantastic People like Louis Rossman and others are really, really, really pushing yep. this stuff. Marquez as, as did a video about it a couple months ago. You guys did. It was very good, by the way. Oh, I uh, said Marquez. Yeah, and so did you. Oh, 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 I sorry. Uh, yes, we did. I yeah. just I thought you misheard me. Oh, I no, no, no were, I was, I was okay. adding on to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't asking for a pat Mar on the Marquez's back. Marquez's is really good. Yours is really good. There's There's been lots of stuff out there. Just do it. Don't, like, sort of do it. So, basically, the register recommended exemptions to unlocking wireless telecommunications devices, yep, cool. expanding on the devices that one can jailbreak to allow it to interoperate with or to remove software applications and allow diagnosis, maintenance, and repair of motorized land vehicles or marine vessels, devices designed for consumers and medical devices. On that latter point, however, they restricted the repair of video game consoles to optical drives only. Lame! This is in response to a petition by iFixit and Public Knowledge complaining about how drives and motherboards are married to each other, making repair significantly more difficult. Right, but you guys are missing the point. As soon as you create a carve-out for one thing, the manufacturers of these products that have demonstrated time and time and time and time again that they are willing to actually spend money to waste yours to build in these preventative measures to yeah. make sure that you can't repair your devices... Uh, they've shown they're willing to do it, so they're just going to work around it again. There was a there was a right to repair video made by I am very sorry if you're watching this somebody that I don't remember the name of, um, where they stacked a ton of PlayStations. Yeah, and their whole thing it was like kind of like oh it's a challenge how many PlayStations can I stack outside in the wind? And he has like a ton of them, and he stacks this huge amount, and eventually they fall over, and a bunch of them like get damaged. And he's like, huh, doesn't matter because I can't fix them because I'm like not allowed. It's like, wow, that's brutal. It was actually like really good because you're like, that's such a waste when you see them hit the ground, right? Why would you do that? Yeah. Because they look 
in decent condition. They're a little dusty or whatever. Sure. Yeah. But it's it's just sad. Tronics fix. Tronics fix. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was a really good video because it made you kind of react. Right. It and sucks you seeing a react. giant tower of electronics just get wasted onto the ground without the creator being wasteful, which was so weird. Uh, like you kind of want to be mad at the guy because he just wasted a bunch of consoles, but he didn't. So you can't be. I yeah. I don't know. It's such a frustrating situation. Ugh. I think I know this guy. Tronics fix. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot his uh, channel name, but I've watched his stuff before. Really good. Like not not personally. I just I'm pretty sure I've uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen his stuff before. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff. Definitely love it. Yeah. All right. You know what else is really good stuff? It is finally time for us to uh, go through some of these. What are we calling them? What What are we? We didn't really. Uh, what? Yeah. What are we calling these LTT store chats or whatever? We had some ideas. Okay. Um, let's go really with LTT store chat for now. Okay. And I think you're gonna have to do most of them because I accidentally closed the browser page and they're gone. Okay. Yeah. There's gonna be there's gonna be kind of a lot, but hopefully some of them will at least prompt some some discussion here. Do you, when you do super chats, do you often say the person's name? Uh, I would try to anonymize it a little bit just in case they submitted theirs anonymously. So I would just go with like first name. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the one of the suggestions in Flowplane Chat uh, was to do first name. So maybe I'll go with that. Um, Zachary says, "Nice phone holder, Linus. When is LTT coming out with your own PC case line?" Uh, no time soon. Designing a PC case is extremely time-consuming and challenging, and ultimately, it's going to be built by the same one of the same handful of manufacturers that actually has the equipment and expertise to build PC cases anyway. So, unless we had a really brilliant idea that we felt was a total game changer, I don't see why we would get involved. Ben says, "Hello, Linus. Thanks for the awesome streams. Can we get the file to the fold stand you're rocking tonight?" Uh, I mean, you could try tweeting at Nick Callanan, um, because he's the one who brought it over here. So I'm assuming he knows something about where it came from. Uh, at Nick Callanan, Nick Heavy on Twitter. Uh, John says, thanks to you and your team for what you're doing. Mape says, coworker and I already bought WAN hoodies this week and he bought a WAN lanyard. Thanks, Mape. Hey, thanks, Mape. Uh, Robert says, hey, gents, hope you have a great show and a great weekend. Thanks. Jeremy says, thanks so much. Been waiting for a WAN hoodie. And he bought a bunch of stuff. Uh, Alex, big order, says, LGA bottle go burr. LGA bottle? <laughs> LGA, yeah. LGA bottle. Oh, 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 that's right. Because the V2 of the water bottle um, doesn't have a pin grid or a socket on it. It's It's upgraded. We've never actually, I've never really <laughs> talked about that in the videos <laughs> or anything like that. But it's like... Oh, that, that's a V2 bottle, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can show it's, yeah, it's got an LGA socket now. And it's also got uh, like memory um, memory slots on both sides of the CPU socket. Hey, it's, okay. it's quad channel and <laughs> it supports SLI. And this old one's like AGP. That was not actually something we did intentionally. Just uh, actually cool. our designer for these is not particularly tech savvy and doesn't really desire to be so the motherboard graphic that was created originally was just based on a super old motherboard for no real reason <laughs> and then this time around some not as old motherboard was chosen for no particular <laughs> reason so that so it ended up getting 
upgraded. By the way, apparently a name was chosen effectively by Conrad. It could be changed, but I actually like this one. It's called Merch Messages. Okay, Merch Messages. There you go. I that's what it. that's what we're going to call it. Uh, I'm going to say this guy's last name because he used it in his super chat. Um, Herf, Herfin says, Herfin's naked. Give Herfin a shirt. And he bought a mystery shirt. Okay. Makes sense. Um, all right. Yeah, mystery Needs mystery shirt. shirt's a good way. I mean, if, if you're just naked and you're desperate, Mystery shirt's mystery a good shirt. way to go. That's what it's, it works. Dude. I mean, at this point, anything's an upgrade. Mystery shirt. <laughs> yeah. uh, ben says, ordered my WAN hoodie on Tuesday. Would love to see video resume on Floatplane. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And picture in picture in iOS. Jaden wants to work on that too. Uh, what I would like done first is it remembering where I am scrolling That's, through the comments. Oh. Uh, when I accidentally turn it. Or lock oh. it. That would be super, super amazing if Jaden's watching. Uh, I think he is. Mm. Stop, Jaden. Would love to hear some more updates on app development on Flowplane. Right now, our app developer guy is doing tons of work on the front end for the website. It's been really, really good, actually. Um, and there's there's more coming. And there's going to be dark mode, and there's going to be a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, and then we're going to be diving back into the ads. Apps, sorry. Hannah sent in a message. Thanks, Linus. I'm a female in tech and no one ever believed in me, but you keep me going. Well, those people sucked. <laughs> well, what? They did. <laughs> That's stupid. What did, what did he even say? What? No, she. She's what did she say? Female sorry? in tech and no yeah. one ever believed in me. Oh, yeah, but they kept suck. Me going. Yeah, they Right? I'm totally on board. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, you yeah. were like, you were like, what? Do they suck? I just, no, yeah, I they just suck. didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. I'm they, sorry. They suck. They suck 3,000. Yeah, they're losers. Don't worry about them. Um, Sean says, Luke, you made a good thing. I didn't make it, but good job, Conrad. Um, I'd give it a 5 out of 7 perfect thing. I don't know if he's... I have no idea what that means. Let's move on. My favorite number is 57. I don't know if he knows that or not. Oh. Okay. I don't know if it's a meme. Like, it might be a meme. Someone says, when are we getting the screwdriver? Is there any updates? Okay. Oh. I did not expect... Is this going to be anticlimactic? It's not in my bag. <laughs> okay. Like I actually took it out to show it to our uh, our logistics uh, company that we work with for decreasing our shipping cost to the U.S. was in the office, and I took it out to show it to him, and I must have not put it back in my bag. Um, the problem ha is not solved, but our manufacturing partner for it is trying to put pressure on the folks that are building the ratchets, which is the the, the holdup right now. And hopefully it will be sooner than like late Q1 of next year, but oh. no promises. Oh. Yeah, it's it's been extremely delayed. <sighs> yeah. Thanks, Nate and Jeffrey. Yeah, I think the I think the hoodie's sweet too. Hexagon, all the things indeed. I'm I'm working my way from the bottom, so you feel free to Yeah, you're doing the recent ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Malik says military guy who loves tech, keep up the content. You and the team rock. Um, Ryan says, I, I can finally order one of these. He got a WAN hoodie. He said, nice. wanted the original hoodie when you had to deal with Overclockers UK, but you mentioned they pulled out. Super stoked to finally get one. They did. It was a, it was a big, big suck move by them. Yeah. I pulled out that. at the last minute and I wanted to get pregnant. <laughs> Brian says, thanks for all the information you guys give. Love the show. <laughs> 
Uh, Joel says there's a software called Argus Monitor that lets you set the chassis fan curve based on GPU temps or any other temp the computer can detect for anyone wanting to make their own Noctua GPU cooler. Yes, uh, I believe there are other softwares you can do that in as well. But the reason I didn't, and I had some people complaining about this in the video, the reason I didn't was because I was running them at full speed and the performance still sucked. So no amount of tuning the fan RPMs was going to make it worth doing. That was why I didn't bother to go down that path. But yeah, okay, Argus, cool tool. Thank you. Peter uh, How Ho? How? We're going to go with How. Uh, says, loving the, loving the new Make My Name Anonymous checkbox. It's pronounced Hoff, not How. <laughs> okay, my bad. <laughs> wow. Way to go, Luke. <laughs> Oh my goodness. There's some people watching on YouTube that are really confused. Guys, don't send super chats They're on not YouTube. Super chats. These are these are merch messages and they pop up here when you buy something on LTT store and you go through and leave a message. By the way, if you're hoping to have us read it out at this point in the show, it's guys, too late. we're wrapping it up. We're wrapping yeah. it up. Uh so don't do that. But um that that's what we're reading. We are not reading super chats. We we said that. We said that. I'm sorry. Uh, Amy says, "Tell Adam I said Merry Christmas." Getting started on my shopping hey. early. He's a fan hey. of yours. Hey, all right. Merry Christmas, Adam. Cool. Melissa says, uh, "Wan show is our weekly ritual." Shout out to my boyfriend Will. Can't wait to go to LTX Expo. Hopefully, and got two lanyards, which I think is pretty cool. I saw Sarah working on artwork. Oh. I saw it okay. on her screen. Maybe LTX. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Cool. We'll see. Uh, Michael says LGA bottle burr volume two. Thanks, Michael. Did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver uh, says with a massive order, by the way, said, please make pajamas and or sweatpants. I would love to. So sweatpants. Oh, those are coming. Pajamas. Oh. I want to, but we're not there. We're not there yet. We'd I'm have to do a completely, completely custom fabric. Um, you can, the sweatpants can kind of... We all know you don't wear pajamas, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anonymous. Anonymous. They, I, they probably didn't know that. <laughs> oh, they know. You're totally a no PJs guy. Look at you. Yeah. Anonymous. Uh, just picked up two WAN hoodies, <laughs> a, two tech scarves, a Northern Lights desk pad, an insulated water bottle, <laughs> and another desk pad. Comment. Woo! <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man. What else we got? Uh, Blake says, I hope these beanies, in quotes, and then in brackets, it's a toque. Are you not even Canadian? <laughs> are large because I have a big head. Also, is LMG still hiring an accountant? Uh, yes. Yeah, you're going to want to go ahead and apply for the position at uh, linusmediagroup.com. I said he missed the follow-up email after submitting the Google form. Oh. Uh, then maybe you didn't qualify? Uh-oh. I don't know. Not sure. Yeah, I don't know. If you don't have a Canadian work permit, I can tell you you probably wouldn't have gotten an email back. Someone said, great, and I totally agree with this. Jeremy says, great design on the limited edition PC or no PC t-shirt. Heck yeah. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, I believe Sarah did that one. Um, it's cool. I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty darn sure that Sarah did that one. I think she did a great job. Riley says, Linus, your videos have boosted my knowledge and led me to a career in IT. 
Thank you. Heck yeah, no problem. PC (laughs) or no PC, limited edition shirt. There you go. (laughs) Luke bought a WAN hoodie (laughs) and just commented, misclick. (laughs) Okay, Luke. All right. Eric says, big CPU pillow. Big. Yeah. And bought a CPU pillow. Uh, Brandon says, finally. And bought WAN hoodies in large and medium. So is that hey, one cool. for one for the SO and one for yourself, Brandon? Cool. Okay, are you almost through those? Okay, you got to start going a little faster here. LTT socks and shoes win. You, you have to say the name at least. Anonymous. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Killing me here. <laughs> Whoa, Travis got uh, LTT lanyard orange and white and black and aqua. So it's going back to work on site. Need some snazzy lanyards for my badge. Yo, dog, I heard you like lanyards, so I put a lanyard on your lanyard. Color sync his... Wow. Oh, that's kind of smart, actually. That's actually pretty sweet. I never thought of that when we had a bunch of different lanyard colors. Fascinating. Cool. Um, (laughs) uh, Nick says, is this how we hydrate in the metaverse? And he bought a water bottle. Okay. (laughs) All right. Once the world is back to normal, you should do a video on visiting Fermi National Accelerator Laboratory. We've got cool stuff like quantum computers and particle accelerators. I'm sure Alex would be 100% on the next plane over there. I have toured a particle accelerator. I filmed it. They knew I was filming it. As I left, they said, by the way, no. To all of that, never show it. I was like, uh, okay. Do, do I know about this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. What? I was there for other reasons, and then I took vacation time, and then on my Got vacation it. time, I toured this thing, and I just brought my own camera. Got it wasn't it. filmed well, but they, yeah, apparently, like, some people thought it was okay, and then, like, someone higher up heard that it was happening and was like, no. <laughs> and it got like super killed <laughs> do you still have the footage no oh so they like were like delete that now yes oh i see you mean no, no. <laughs> got it okay um steven bought a bought two three packs of underwear said sleeve my butt in these every day all else is inferior. That's only six. That's not uh, every day, unless you actually do your laundry every day. Well, considering six days. he's saying that he already does it, he probably already owns it. Yeah, come on. Uh, <laughs> super excited for the WAN hoodie. Keep up the good work, guys. From Abraham. Going back to my... Oh, already did that one. Navy EMT, what will come first? The LTT screwdriver or Luke's crowbar hammer Kickstarter? <laughs> <laughs> probably the LTT screwdriver. Oh, man. I haven't checked in a while, but I bet you there's no update on the hammer. Um, it like genuinely takes like half a year every time. Subscribe to their just movies from William. Hey, yeah, good good podcast. Good guys, good guys run that podcast. Thirty seven hundred X gang, let's go. In the days before the algorithm, your friends are real. Facebook showed every post by all of them in chronological order, and it was a good service from Anonymous. Yeah, I mean that last bit is still a little debatable. Um, I liked I'm Facebook sure they way were back in the evil. day. When I was genuinely in high school, Facebook was happening, dude. Okay. Cool. You know what? I guess that's fair. I Maybe I just came into it a little bit late. Yeah, I was quickly over Facebook. I did not like Facebook anymore by the time I was in like post-secondary. But like actual high school, when it was brand new, right. it was pretty cool. Been seeing y'all wear the hoodie 
and have to have one looks epic. Hey, nice. Please get David to model them winky face. Wow. Dave oh. got a secret admirer. Dang. Would like to see the sad Linus Wancho background one day. Um, Wancho background. I don't know. Like I my doors? A lot of people think this is a green screen. This, oh. is, this is not a green screen. It's not. Yeah. That is an actual wall. And yeah. those doors are my actual wall. I, yeah. have a, I have a wall of doors. So I'm not planning to move my wall of doors to the office. Yeah. Okay. You got to go faster, Luke. Uh, I got my water bottle, ltdstore.com. Love your products, ltdstore.com. YOLOing the WAN hoodie versus Stealth. And he got the WAN hoodie. Um, hope Jeez. Anthony likes the fit. Oh, I'm a similar body type. and just oh, want to be nice. Comfy. Okay, okay. I was like, Anthony's been rocking it like every day since he got his sample. So yeah, I think so he's he, doing all right. He with must it. dig it. Um, great new feature. Remember when it was super chat on a previous WAN show? Can we get an answer on what the process of getting WAN on Floatplane after it airs and why it takes longer than YouTube? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Luke, tell me. Okay. You guys could have a better computer for this. Better computer for it? Well, yeah. what's the problem with the computer? I've, I emailed you this. Oh, right. Because there's the encoding errors. Yeah. So this well, computer, for some reason, sends like over 100 uh, frames, which my guys are looking at in chunks. So that part doesn't matter. But it sends chunks at the beginning of every single stream that are audio only, which the transcoding does not like at all. And then there's also like keyframes later on in the video that just have massive gaps between them, which the transcoding does not like at all. So we're working on a system that will like cleanse those problems. Um, I don't think it's like prodded yet. Um, but as of right now, we're going to have to like manually download the file, transcode it locally after cleaning it, and then upload it back up again. Now we know that is the issue, which is an advancement. So that's good. So it should go up a little bit faster this time, but there will still be a little bit of a delay. Um, it is it is very annoying. We have never experienced it with any stream ever, other than coming back to the office and specifically streaming on this computer, which is the same computer we used to stream WAN show on. It is not the like streaming cart that yeah. they do other streams on. The other streams are fine. Are fine. They don't have a problem. It's just this computer. So I don't know. Okay. So we're working on it, basically. Yeah. Next level challenge, daily drive gaming on a Mac. <laughs> no. Hope you like playing StarCraft? I think that works on Mac. I want to play that new uh, that new game by the Final Fantasy VI dev guy, like lead dev or whatever, lead what project lead. I forget, Fantasian or something like that. Oh. Okay. I want to play it, but I'm going to wait till it oh. comes out for a platform that I don't have to subscribe yeah, to. Yeah, so because that's on the Apple keep mobile my games save game. thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll come out for something else eventually. Okay, this is long. Uh, from Elliot. Hey, Linus and Luke. First time catching the show live and first super chat. It's, it's, a, it's a merch message. It's a merch message. <laughs> um, <laughs> about the Linux challenge. I know you want to do it without help, but would you ever consider a collab with a Linux creator after it ends? Someone like Nick from TLE. Anthony knows him, who has a lot of experience and great content focusing on uh, desktop environments and user friendliness could be nice to recommend for viewers looking to dive into it. I mean, I think we would absolutely consider collaborating with Linux channels, but it wouldn't be on this channel. I mean, we have before. We've collaborated with Wendell from Level 1 Techs. Who's awesome. Uh, who's amazing. He's the best. Um, it, it's, it's just, it's not part of this content series. This content series is about not having access to those kinds of industry contacts and trying to go in and 
Google for answers and, and research it on your own. Um, like I, I mean, I said right at the beginning of it, if I wanted, if I wanted help, I could, I could probably contact the lead dev for half a dozen different Linux distros within a matter of 48 hours. If I was like, Hey, I'm going to feature your distro in a video and they would hold my hand and basically do everything for me. That was not what I wanted. I wanted to struggle. I wanted trial by fire. And this, this is not a new thing for reviewers too. You have boy, to did seek, I ever get it? You have to seek authentic experiences. Yeah, because you you get kind of ambushed or sneak attacked by by companies that try to feed you golden samples that yep. try to to kind of fakeo customer service experience. I mean, that's why we had Janice and then Sarah act as our secret shoppers. Um, you know, we wanted to. Well, there were a number of reasons that we that we chose them in particular. One was that they legitimately are not super into computers, so they wouldn't have to fake it, uh, or like fake the things they didn't know. Um, two was that I was I was looking to kind of prey on any companies that heard a female voice and assumed right. anything yeah. about them. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to I wanted to to catch any of that kind of behavior. Um, and three is that they, at least at the time, were not that recognizable. I mean, now they're both minor internet celebrities because of Secret Shopper, but they were they were not recognizable names because a lot of the time in order to order things, you have to give your real name. And so we needed to find a way around that because as soon as an order from Linus Sebastian comes into a system integrator, you can bet your bottom dollar that that is going to get the white glove treatment just in case. You should try it. You should try to order a computer. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's I mean, it's like, like fraud, so don't. But is it? I think so. Impersonating someone? It's got to be. Uh-huh. Like you're not allowed to place orders fraudulently. And giving a false name when you place an order, I don't think but is But you like, wouldn't put the name on the credit card okay they'd check that the though. payment details would have to be different yeah yeah so so i, I don't actually recommend falsifying your payment information but <laughs> yeah yeah definitely not <laughs> uh jeremy says been doing the linux gaming challenge with you guys that's actually really cool um he says all my AAA games are working great only game that is borked is star citizen uh, but that's not a significantly different experience from Windows. Oh, man. We'll probably stick it out with Linux as long as I can. Cool. All right. Nice. That's super cool. Uh, oh, Anwar? Anwar? Mm-hmm. Anwar? I'm going to go with Anwar. Said we need LTT NFTs on Meta. That was that's one of those sentences. I, I read an article today that uh, the, the title was... I'm a millennial and I don't recognize any of the words that they added to whatever dictionary today. I feel like I, I recognized most of them. It was things like zero day. Like it's just like kind of okay. technical terms, yeah, like yeah. stuff that I, I know what it is. So I wasn't like, oh, I'm so out of touch. I'm a millennial. But that sentence you just said <laughs> is the kind of thing that, what did that even mean? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I don't really. Um, don't like the purchase pop-ups in the stream. Just use a rolling text at the bottom. I daily drive Linux for a while now. I usually run my system for up to three months with just Hibernate, no stability issues at all. I never could do that with Windows due to force updates and instability. Well, um, the majority of games I've been installing on Steam won't launch until I restart my computer. So our experiences are not necessarily the same. 
there are maybe things we can change about the pop-up like right now it swipes off to the left or oh yeah maybe it should go up to the top it should go up whatever this is very much a gen one experience but oh yeah we're working on it it's fresh it's fresh sick hoodie thanks bro thanks for all your team and what they do from benjamin michael says finally i can get a wan show hoodie uh caden this is a very important one says potato um sure love it okay we've made it far enough into just the like bullcrap us reading merch messages and super chats and stuff um that i'm gonna give you guys the heads up because most people will not make it this deep into the wan show you guys are clearly dedicated oh my we do not have a ton of wan hoodies oh, yeah um so there's uh, there's a couple mentions for the hoodie coming up in a couple videos that are coming next week my expectation is that the second anyone the second that mention drops we are going to sell out um we ordered um you know whatever you guys are you guys are the you guys are the the dedicated ones we ordered 4000 and we have already sold over a thousand and so far all we've done to promote it is we tweeted once we sent out a message to previous ltt store buyers and we wore it today that is it and that might sound like a lot but compared to our plan yeah. which was like the Northern Lights desk pad. So compared oh. to our plan where we, we, we were going to do a dedicated short circuit unboxing. When we did the dedicated short circuit unboxing for Northern Lights desk pad, it was, it was insane. Um, and then remember for desk pad, we also had like a making of video on LTT. So we weren't planning that for the hoodie, but we were going to follow it up with a bunch of mentions in LTT videos. Yeah. We did two mentions realized that the sales velocity was way too high and we were just going to be out of stock of the thing for like four months or something like that. <laughs> so the next shipment, there is another shipment in production, but the problem is that it is not done yet. So it will hopefully be done in some weeks. And then after that, it needs to be shipped here. And That's it's heavy and bulky. So shipping it via air is not that feasible. It's, it's not very cost effective. Um, so it's probable that it'll end up on a sea shipment, which means that with all the ports and logistics delays around the world right now, it could easily be like anywhere from, I mean, a month is normal. So it could be anywhere from six to eight, 12, 16 weeks. I don't know once it's done production. So if you guys want one, grab it. Um, don't, don't feel like you'll never get a chance again, though. This is an ongoing skew. So if you don't have $90 right now, don't spend it. Uh, wait, wait, just know that you're going to have to wait for like a while. Yeah. So that second production is going to be another 4,000 units. And then we are currently talking to the factory about uh, like a lot more Yeah. because I was blown away by the demand. I mean, we only sold. Well, there was also that thing where you guys originally were expecting to receive this order in like August. more of a summer month. Yeah. 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 So we were expecting that it was going to be like summer selling hoodies so we we kind of we kind of under ordered instead it's winter and q4 and we're selling hoodies so yeah. we we thought we were going to already have the second shipment we thought we were already going to have some sales data to put together our future orders um but yeah it's it's kind of blown us away because i know it was eight years ago or whatever but when we released wan hoodie originally we only had a total of like 700 units or something so or 800 or something like that i don't remember yeah. how many it was but it I was remember, the minimum I, quantity i remember i thought it was insane 
that we like bought that many. Oh. And like seeing all the boxes of them, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> and now it's like over 10 times as much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's oh, stupid man. now. Like L- LTT store is going crazy. Um and you guys are you guys are you guys are huge. Uh thank you very much. So yeah, don't overdo it. If you don't have the if you don't have the funds right now, just don't. Just wait for the next one. Uh but if you were like waffling you're like oh maybe i'll order it next week or next when show so that i can do a merch message or whatever then i strongly would advise against that i want right. you to make sure you get one now then yeah yeah zendrix super cool name by the way says ltt store has the best quality shirts and he got three shirts and a wan hoodie nice epic anonymous uh long time listener first time mercher uh <laughs> love the comedic approach to tech <laughs> I played all the days of the BF 2042 beta, Luke. Oh, oh wrecked. Ah, got him. Um, ben says, finally, a shirt men actually want to wear. Got some toxic masculinity over there, Ben. Uh, bought the limited edition PC or no PC shirt. It is a really nice design, though. It is pretty cool. Designed by a woman, just saying. I don't think that was his comment. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but it was. Sarah, Sarah does yeah. such a great job. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, Lloyd, Bridget, Matthew, the whole team there. Those guys are freaking awesome. Uh, Ken, thanks, guys. Computer tech cybersecurity instructor, longtime viewer, trying to get some cred with my students. If they see this comment, they get extra credit. Oh, wow. We really buried it deep in the show for you. (laughs) Chris Johnson, got him. Uh, Anonymous, thank you for the excellent work. LTT helped reignite my passion for PCs a few years ago. I've been an avid viewer since. Thank you. Hey. By the way, guys. There's a there's a cool exclusive that's only one day old on Floatplane. Oh yeah, yeah the um, the making a, a prebuilt PC great again video, right? No. Oh, behind which one? the scenes clip composition clip comp part two. Oh, compilation. Madison's been putting together some like very BS random videos for Floatplane exclusives. <laughs> Heck yeah, check it out. They're exactly the kind of cringe you would expect ah ah yes ah okay okay um yeah so we're gonna have to call it at some point here luke we can't keep doing chats i'm kind of getting there actually okay i've got two really long ones to do um all right there's uh thanks for all the great this is from kellen thanks for all the great content uh, WAN show over the years and recently BTS on Floatplane. Hey, heck yeah. I've uh, been spending the last week unsuccessfully trying to diagnose hard crashes on my desktop that has been stable for years. Crashes so quickly, no event logs other than boot from uh, improper shutdown show up. Thinking the forty nine or forty six ninety k is trying to give up the ghost. Uh, the only uh, visual identifier of failure has been minor HTML render issues in browsers that flash by sometimes. This is a truly unfortunate time for anyone who's yeah for anyone who's played with dying hardware, and picky taste for a replacement rig. Almost swore off tech from the crashes last weekend. You know what? It but might, IT pays too well for my day job. It might actually not be as terrible a time as you might think, because if Alder Lake is as good as Intel says, that is going to shave some serious value off of like something some... like Ryzen two thousand, which is very respectable hardware still absolutely and you might see some upgraders yeah yeah i i think now might not might not actually be a terrible time for you 
Another one uh, from Joel, a bit of a longer one. A note on the Noctua GPU video. There's a software called Argus Oh, Monitor. I already read that one. I think I caught up to you then. Oh, did you? Uh, okay. Nick is going to freak out if I don't show this to you guys. We have our second edition of The Leak, the, L the Linus Tech Tips store newsletter. <gasps> so this is an update oh on screwdriver, my. guys. We made a lot of tough choices about our screwdriver in the two years we've been building it. No, we don't have a release date for you yet. Yes, we are more disappointed than you are. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's a really cool there's a really cool bit in here about screwdriver bits because that was something that we did a bunch of research into. Um, I know for a lot of industries, screwdriver bits are considered more of like a consumable, right? Like you just you're putting them in power tools, you're throwing them away, like you know, after a couple of days of use. Um, but for like someone who builds PCs and that's all they do, you, you actually basically forever, a, a feature of your bits might actually be that they last for a really long time. Um, and because we've got these shorty bits in the screwdriver, we wanted to make sure that if people are careful with them and don't lose them, that they wouldn't have to replace them any more often than possible or any more often than they absolutely have to. So, uh, Kyle actually wrote up. Um, really cool little little blurb about um, the research that he did into titanium bits. Um, you know whether they make any sense, whether they're actually any better than steel, what makes them better than steel or not better than steel, and it's uh, just really a cool. really cool really cool little write up. Um, so you guys are going to want to make sure that you go subscribe to the Linus Tech Tips Store newsletter. I talked to Nick about it this week, and I think that the goal for the newsletter is for every time we talk to you about something, there to be an educational component, whether it's learning about supply chain, learning about material science like this one, uh, learning about design. Um, I think having uh, one of the ones I suggested to him was having Sarah talk through all of the different colors of toques that she did not select for our new lineup. Okay. And sort of why, like, what is it about these? Why do we choose these colors? Because it's fascinating. And it's the kind of thing that if you're just browsing on a store, you don't necessarily think about as someone who might not be that into fashion. I not wouldn't. that I'm yeah. generalizing about our audience, but it, it's quite possible that a lot of the stuff that, um, you know, Bridget and Matthew and Sarah and Lloyd are working on could be some of your first exposure to sort of like a higher quality garment. We see so many comments about the underwear that are like, this is the best underwear ever. And and it is, it's it's good, but there is stuff out there that's comparable if you were willing to pay like a whole ton of money for it. Um, it's just that, you know, I get it. Like I, I, I was a Costco shop or a Costco sock shopper for yeah. most of my life. Like I, I totally get it. Um, but there's a lot to this stuff that I just never really thought about until all of a sudden I was trying to, I was trying to lead a business that creates it, right? <laughs> <laughs> You just get you, get you get thrown into it like that, right? <laughs> so yeah, go make sure you're subscribed and uh, give it give it a read through. Um, we're gonna we're gonna try and make sure that the newsletter is not a waste of your time. Obviously, there'll be stuff like, hey, you should probably buy this uh, because it's like a store newsletter. But I want to make sure that it's content. It's yet another content stream. And I think that's pretty much it for Wancho today. Do you have anything else that you wanted to jump in with? No, no. There's a few more orders came in. There's a but there's a ton more. But I did already tell people yeah. like the cutoff. The cutoff was real. Okay, you know what? Thanks, Quentin, Calador, Sean, Min, Anonymous, Luke Ninja looted me this water bottle. I don't even know what that means. What? Um, you don't know what Ninja loot means? No. Really? 
That's uh, like actually terminology. Brandon, I may right. spill something on my first one. Getting another. I have the money. Not worried. Thanks, guys. All right, Brandon. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. I work in IT. Can I get a button-down shirt? We have a short sleeve party shirt coming. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's quite applicable. A party shirt? You haven't seen it? It's actually pretty cool. Lloyd designed no, it. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's very comfortable. Yeah. Um, Anthony, longtime viewer, just wish pickup was an option. So I do kind of want to do an LTT store, not com. <gasps> I want to call it that. Nick, are you watching? LTT store, not com will be our retail location. Oh my God. It's funny. It's pretty good. It's funny. It's pretty good. I do want to do a physical location here in Vancouver and I would like to offer pickup if we do that. But man, commercial leases here are absolutely really insane difficult. right now. Uh, Jagger, I talked about the Secret Labs chairs when we did, um, when we did Alex's uh, Extreme Tech upgrade. Awesome. Uh, oh, Nick message. Nick message. What's he saying? What's he saying? He says, LTT, LTT store, go F yourself.com. Thanks, Nick. I don't think he likes my branding idea. Uh, Jamie, thanks for the heads up on limited availability. I was going to do it next week, but I can do it now. He heck yeah, Jamie. Uh, Anonymous, have a few cookies tonight. Uh, Todd, great show tonight. So happy to see you both together. Love the updated hexagon design. Heck yeah. <laughs> so Somebody bought the limited edition uh, PC or no PC t-shirt and four different colors of lanyards and just said cool cool all right cool patrick uh with alder lake not being square when can i expect my bed sized cpu pillow uh, we do have some other uh cpu pillows coming including a team red one so uh, stay tuned for that i don't think we have an alder lake plan yet thanks andrew thanks robert um thanks michael all right, we, we really do have to call this at some point. People are ordering faster than I can scroll. So, uh, Raphael, when will the new MacBooks be reviewed? So, uh, Jonathan's been working on it. He's our Mac address host. Um, Anthony's been working on it. He's doing the LTT angle. And I have not even really looked at them yet other than to be like, ooh. Yeah. So, we're working on it. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. We'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Terrible channel. What? It's a bad channel. Same bad channel. That's rude. Bye! Brought to you by Secret Lab, Ridge Wallet, 